Section 17 of Wocus Populi by F. Anstey. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Don W. Jenkins. Section 17. At the Military Tournament. Scene. The Agricultural Hall. Tent pegging going on. Stentorian Judge. In Arena. Corporal Binks. The assistants give a finishing blow to the peg and fall back. Corporal Binks gallops in, misses the peg, and rides off, relieving his feelings by whirling his lance defiantly in the air. Corporal Binks, nothing. A gushing lady. Poor dear thing, I do wish he'd struck it. He did look so disappointed, and so did that sweet horse. The Judge sergeant spanker sergeant spanker gallops in spears the peg neatly and carries it off triumphantly on the point of the lance after which he rides back and returns the peg to the assistants as a piece of valuable property of which he has accidentally deprived them sergeant spanker eight applause the assistants drive in another peg corporal cutlash corporal cutlash enters strikes the peg and dislodges without securing it immense applause from the crowd corporal cutlash two the gushing lady only two and when he really did hit the peg i do call that a shame i should have given him more marks than the other man he has such a much nicer face a child the thirst for information uncle why do they call it tent-pegging the uncle why well because those pegs are what they fasten down tents with the child but why isn't there a tent now uncle because there's no use for one child why uncle because all they want to do is to pick up the peg with the point of their lance child yes but why should they want to do it uncle oh to amuse their horses the child ponders upon this answer with a view to a fresh catechism upon the equine passion for entertainment and the desirability or otherwise of gratifying it a chatty man in the promenade to his neighbor takes a deal of practice to strike them pegs fair and full his neighbor who holds advanced socialistic opinions ah i dessay and a pity they can't make no better use of their time spoiling good wood i call it i don't see no point in it myself the chatty man well it shows they can ride at any rate the socialist ride of course they can ride we pay enough for having em taught don't we but you mark my words the people won't put up with this state of things much longer keeping a set of hired murderers in luxury and idleness i tell yer wherever i come across one of these great lanky louts strutting about in his red coat as if he was one of the lords of the hearth well it makes my nose blade ah it does the chatty man if that's the way you talk to him i ain't surprised if it do the judge sword versus sword come in there two mounted combatants in leather jerkins and black visors armed with sword sticks enter the ring judge introduces them to audience with the aid of a flag corporal jones of the wessex yeomanry 
sergeant smith of the manx mounted infantry their swords are chalked by the assistants are you ready left turn counter march engage the combatants wheel round and face one another each vigorously spurring his horse and prodding cautiously at the other the two horses seem determined not to be drawn into the affair themselves on any account and take no personal interest in the conflict the umpires skip and dodge at the rear of the horses until one of the combatants gets in with a rattling blow on the other's head to the intense delight of audience both men are brushed down and their weapons rechalked whereupon they engage once more much to the disgust of their horses who had evidently been hoping it was all over after the contest is finally decided a second pair of combatants enter one is mounted on a black horse the other on a chestnut who refuses to lend himself to the business on any terms and bolts on principle while the rider of the black horse remains in stationary meditation go on that black horse go on the chestnut is at length brought up to the scratch snorting but again flinches and retires with his rider the crowd to rider of black horse go on now's your chance hit him the recipient of these counsels pursues his antagonist and belabors him and his horse with impartial goodwill until separated by the umpires who examine the chalk marks with a professional scrutiny the judge here you own the black horse you mustn't hit that other horse about the head the man addressed appears rebuked and surprised under his black-wired visor the judge reassuringly it's all right you know only don't do it again that's all the combatant sits up again the gushing lady oh i can't bear to look on really i'm sure they oughtn't to hit so hard how their poor dear heads must ache isn't that chestnut a duck i'm sure he's trying to save his master from getting hurt they're such sensible creatures horses are artillery teams drive in and gallop between the posts the crowd going frantic with delight when the posts remain upright and roaring with laughter when one is knocked over during the musical ride the gushing lady oh they're simply too sweet how those horses are enjoying it aren't they pets and how perfectly they keep step to the music don't they her friend who is beginning to get a trifle tired by her enthusiasm yes but then they're all trained by madame caddy lanner of drury lane you see the gushing lady what pains she must have taken with them but you can teach a horse anything can't you her friend oh that's nothing next year they're going to have a horse who'll dance the highland fling the socialist a pretty sight cost a pretty sight of the people's money i know that tomfoolery that's what it is a set of dressed-up bullies dancing quadrilles on horseback that ain't military manoeuvrin'. it's sickenin the way the fools applaud such goin's on and cuttin off the saracen's ed too i'd call it plucky if the saracen had a gun in his hand bah i ate the old business his neighbor got anybody along with you mate the socialist no i don't want anybody along with me i don't his neighbor that's a pity that is a sweet-tempered pleasant-spoken party like you oughtn't to go about by yourself you ought to bring somebody just to enjoy your conversation there don't seem to be anybody here of your way of thinking during the combined display 
the gushing lady as the cyclist corps enter oh they've got a dog with them do look such a dear see they've tied a letter round his neck he'll come back with an answer presently but there being apparently no answer to this communication the faithful but prudent animal does not reappear after the performance the inquisitive child uncle which side won uncle i suppose the side that advanced across the bridges child which side would have won if it had been a real battle uncle i couldn't really undertake to say my boy child but which do you think would have won uncle i suppose the side that fought best child but which side was that the uncle begins to find that the society of an intelligent nephew entails too severe a mental strain to be frequently cultivated End of section 17. Read by Don W. Jenkins, Rancho San Diego, California, shaggybark.blogspot.com.